everyone, it's Leslie Ludy, host of the Set Apart Girl podcast, biblical encouragement for women of all ages. Today I'm really excited about our topic and we're going to be jumping back into the category of set apart living and specifically addressing the question of people pleasing. It's a very trendy message today to say that it's wrong and sinful and dangerous and harmful to people please. And I want to take a deeper look at that from a biblical standpoint. So there are books, there are seminars, there are messages floating around on social media with the idea or the goal of freeing all of us, especially all of us who are women, from this constant pressure to please other people. And the message goes something like this. If you bend to the desires and the expectations of others, you will only end up burned out and you'll become a martyr. And there's this implication that we need to protect ourselves from that kind of burnout. And so we need to tell these other people who want things from us to get in their place and get out of our face and back off and kind of draw a protective little bubble around our lives so that we don't end up bending over backwards for other people. The conclusion is that we should just focus on being ourselves and doing our own thing and let other people just sort of deal with that. Now, I definitely understand where this message of it's wrong to please people is coming from because I believe there's a right way and a wrong way to bend to the desires of other people. But I do think that this trendy message that is constantly saying don't try to please people can sometimes become an excuse to just live selfishly and let go of any um, desire or need or purposeful effort to serve other people. So let's dive a little deeper into this from a biblical standpoint. Is people-pleasing really a sin, and will it lead to burnout? Let's look at what the Bible has to say. I want to start out by examining the story of Mary and Martha. Here were two very sincere women, both with a desire to please and serve Jesus Christ, but only one of them had her priorities straight. Mary understood that sitting at the feet of Jesus and hearing his word was far more important than any human accomplishment or effort ever could be. The story of Mary and Martha, I think, is often misunderstood when it comes to the issue of rest versus serving others. Because Mary was resting and Martha was serving. She was rushing around, all stressed out, trying to serve everybody. And it's easy to jump to the conclusion that resting is right and serving is wrong. But if you take a closer look at this story, you see that it was not Martha's serving that was actually the problem. It was her heart attitude. Jesus revealed this when he said to her, you are worried and troubled about many things. So long and short, Martha was attempting to carry burdens and tasks and serve other people in her own strength. She wanted to do something good and valuable, but she was completely relying on her own abilities to pull it off. Whereas Mary understood that all strength for any task, anything she would ever need, could be found at the feet of Jesus. When we try to accomplish great things for God, such as serving other people, without his enabling power, it's sort of like trying to swim across the entire ocean in the midst of a violent storm. It's simply impossible. 
striving and self-effort and trying to serve in our own strength will drain us physically and emotionally like nothing else can, just as it did for Martha. I mean, think about it. She became so exhausted by her own efforts to serve that she started to harbor resentment in her heart toward her sister. And finally, she just exploded in frustration and she started demanding that Jesus tell her sister to stop sitting around and come and help her. And in our modern era of Christianity, it's easy to blame serving others. That's what Martha was doing. She was blaming the job that she had of serving, and she was blaming Mary as someone that she was needing to serve when she thought Mary actually should be serving alongside of her. And so it's easy to do that, to look at the idea of serving as the culprit behind our burnout and our stress. As I said, we are constantly hearing this message that people-pleasing is a sin, and we're told that if we try to make other people happy, we'll just neglect ourselves and become depressed, overworked martyrs. Now, when I was early in my ministry years, I actually bought into this mindset, hook, line, and sinker. Even though I was supposed to be in ministry to serve other people, I actually began to see people as a threat to my own health and well-being and happiness. So I put a lot of limitations around how much I was willing to give and pour out for other people. Just sort of like what Martha was doing. She was serving to a point and then she just finally exploded in frustration and said, I am not doing this anymore. That is what I was doing. I would slip away right after speaking events. I wouldn't want to talk with anyone. And for a year or two, I really did live in this self-protective bubble and even became resentful towards the very people that I was called to serve and to give to. And I felt that if I served or gave too much to others, I would be on the fast track to exhaustion and burnout. I honestly believed that living a poured out life was a dangerous and wrong thing to do because it would cause me to fizzle in ministry after a few years. I thought that if I was careful about not serving or giving too much, then I might have the energy to remain in ministry for the long haul. In essence, I was saying to God, this far and no farther. I'll speak at a weekend conference, but I won't talk and pray with anyone afterwards. I'll go on a ministry trip, but I have to be in bed every night by nine. And even in my marriage, I often had the attitude, I'll serve my husband and meet his needs up to a point, as long as my own needs are being met and I have plenty of me time. And this attitude was even what kept me from wanting to start a family for a really long time. I was afraid that if I was giving and serving and pouring out in ministry, then I would be completely drained trying to give and serve and pour out for a family as well. Serving and investing into the lives of other people actually became a threat to every area of my life. But later, as I began to really mature in my Christian walk, I started to see a different pattern in Scripture than the one that I was believing. When we look at the example of Christ and study what the Bible has to say about becoming his hands and his feet to this lost world, we begin to realize that serving others is actually not what leads to exhaustion and burnout. Instead, burnout comes from serving and doing good things for the wrong reasons and in the wrong spirit. When we fail to take time to sit at Jesus' feet and hear his word, like Mary, then we rush around like Martha, doing good things in our own strength and becoming more and more stressed out every moment. It's only when we yield our lives completely to him that we experience his enabling grace, giving us strength to do what we could never do on our own. 
He alone can equip us to serve and give and love without burnout. And when we wait upon him for strength, as Mary did, that's when our strength is renewed like the eagles. That's when we can run and not grow weary and walk and not faint. And that's the secret to living a joyfully poured out life rather than a self-protective one. I love this quote by Amy Carmichael about this very issue. She said, the usual teaching about Mary and Martha is, we believe, all wrong. Our Lord rebuked not service, but fuss. The spirit can sit at the master's feet while the hands are filled with work for others. That is so powerful to recognize that we can still have a merry heart sitting at the feet of the master while our hands are filled with work for others. I've been so inspired freshly going through the life story of Lillian Trasher, who started the first Christian orphanage in Egypt. And throughout her lifetime, she cared for close to 10,000 orphans and widows. She had one of the most exhausting lives that any of us could ever imagine. As I've read her biography, I just cannot even imagine carrying the weights that she carried. And yet she was so full of joy and so energized every single day to be able to have the privilege to pour out for these precious lives that God had given her. And the secret to her effectiveness in Christian ministry is she didn't say, Lord, this far, but no farther. She would let God take her and stretch her beyond what she could handle in her own strength. And then through his grace and his strength working through her, she was able to accomplish the impossible. And it really is the impossible life that each of us is called to. That doesn't mean that we don't take time out for rest or that we just run ourselves into the ground just for the sake of doing things. We need to be wise and led by the Spirit of God as to what we say yes to and what we say no to. But to begin looking at serving other people with fresh eyes and not to look at serving as the enemy or something that will lead to our exhaustion and our burnout and not to put limits around how God can pour us out and spill us out for his glory. That is what we are called to. So if you have bought this lie that all people pleasing is a sin or that sacrificially serving others will only lead to burnout, or if you're convinced that pleasing other people is always wrong and dangerous, then I encourage you to look at this clear command from Romans 15, 2, and 3. It says, each of us is to please his neighbor for his good to his edification, for even Christ did not please himself. Now, the phrase please his neighbor in this verse actually means to strive to please, to accommodate oneself to the opinions, desires, and interests of others. That sounds a lot like pleasing other people to me, and God is saying this is a good thing to do. And Philippians 2.4 tells us, let each of you not only look out for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. So we need to understand that pleasing other people, serving other people, sacrificially giving to other people, when it's done in the right spirit— And for the right reasons and with the right source of strength, it is not a sin. And rather, it is a crucial part of the Christian life. 
On the flip side, of course, if our motives for serving and pleasing other people are for selfish gain, like attention, approval, and human praise, then people-pleasing can become a sin. As it says in Ephesians 6, 6 6-7, we are not to serve others with eye service as men-pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with goodwill doing service as to the Lord and not to men. Now, men pleasers in this verse means to study to please man and court the favor of men. This was very likely one of the wrong motives that Martha was struggling with when she was distracted with much serving. She was seeking the favor of man rather than the smile of heaven. No matter what we do, who we serve, how we pour our lives out, our ultimate motive needs to be as unto the Lord, to pour out willingly and gladly for the one who poured himself out for us. If we start to rush around pleasing other people and serving other people so that we can gain the favor of people, that's when we know we're people pleasing in the wrong way. Pouring our lives out for the benefit of others may at first glance seem like a fast track to exhaustion. But when we serve as unto the Lord and not to men, and when we lean upon the amazing strength of Christ, it can actually be one of the most refreshing and energizing activities we can ever engage in. I think in previous podcasts, I've told the story of Jackie Pullinger, who was a missionary to the walled city of Hong Kong for many years, and she was ministering to a woman who had been in prostitution for over 40 years. This woman had a load of emotional and spiritual problems and baggage that she was carrying with her from being through all sorts of abuse and mistreatment her whole life. And Jackie had wondered, how are we ever going to help her heal from her past? If we walk through every difficult thing that she's ever been through, it's going to take forever. But it was as this woman started to turn out and serve others. She started to go to the alleyways and the the places where the destitute were sitting on the side of the road and wash their wounds and brush their hair and give them food and minister to them that she experienced her own personal healing. Turning outward and serving and giving and becoming the hands and feet of Jesus Christ brought more healing into her life than focusing on her own issues. And I think that's just a beautiful, amazing, and powerful example of how we can be refreshed and revived by giving to others when it's done for the right reasons and the right source of strength. Eric's grandmother, who died before he was born, had a similar philosophy. Whenever she was feeling discouraged, depressed, down, anxious, she had a rule for herself. She would always go find someone who was in a far worse circumstance than she was, and she would spend some time serving them. And every single time, it lifted her out of that pit of depression or fear or whatever she was dealing with because she was basically a vessel for Christ's light to reach this lost and dying world. And it's an incredibly amazing privilege to be poured out, to be his hands and his feet. So I want to encourage you not to shy away from a life of serving and giving out of the fear of people pleasing. The key is pleasing other people in the right way as unto the Lord and not unto men and leaning on the strength of the Most High God and not looking to your own resources. Now, an important side note is that this very principle also applies to the area 
of pure and holy living, living righteously before God. If you feel that your efforts to live righteously before God are leading to frustration and burnout and exhaustion, then I think you would be very encouraged to gain a deeper understanding of what it really means to be in Christ and to allow his power to work in and through you to accomplish what you could never accomplish on your own. So if that's something you're struggling with, I encourage you to listen to the message, The Power to Do It, which is available for free download at ellerslie.com. That's E-L-L-E-R-S-L-I-E.com. And let the truth of God's word set you free from human effort and awaken you to the amazing power of Christ in you, the hope of glory. So some final thoughts that I want to share with you about this issue of people pleasing. Next time you're presented with an opportunity to serve someone, family members, spouse, children, friends, neighbors, the needy, people in your church community, people who just live in your town that are in need, remember Let your spirit sit at your master's feet while your hands are filled with work for others. When you let go of your own striving and self-effort, that's when you can experience the renewing, invigorating joy of serving others in the enabling strength of the Most High God, and that makes all the difference in the world. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. To take this message deeper in your life, I encourage you to visit setapartgirl.com where you'll find articles and other resources to build a Christ-centered life. And if you haven't already become a subscriber to our bi-monthly Set Apart Girl magazine, this is an amazing resource for deepening your walk with Christ. It's a beautiful ad-free magazine full of rich spiritual content that can impact you no matter what season of life you're in. So please visit setapartgirl.com to learn more. I pray you have a blessed and Christ-centered week.